0: We are Modern CPA. Our purpose is to provide valuable information to small business owners. On our podcast, Profit Points, we discuss business how-tos, give tax tips, and dig into real life experiences in the crazy world of running your own business. If you find this podcast helpful then like, subscribe, and follow us on social media. Hi, everyone. We're Modern CPA, and this is our podcast, Profit Points. We're here to talk to small business owners and professionals about what they see in the business world. Our goal is to help people get savvy about how to start and run their own businesses. Thank you for joining us today. And we are going to talk about uh, getting ready for tax time. So, today, Sean Cahill and myself will go through some of the things that are needed for getting ready for tax time. Sean, would you like to start us off with some tips and things that we need to get going?
1: Yeah, thanks. Hi, everyone. So, really, the first thing you need to do as a business to get yourself ready for tax time is finish up your accounting for the year. You know, recording all the activity for the year, getting your accounts reconciled. So bank accounts, credit cards, loans, all of those things, making sure all of that is ready to go. In addition to that, you want to make sure that you re- you're you reviewing your accounts receivable and accounts payable. So if there's anything outstanding that um, is old that you need to write off, get that all recorded. You want to get your bank loans or your Line of credit statements and get all that stuff ready and recorded and recording the interest expense and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. So, a lot of times when banks, um, when you have a loan with a bank, they send you a year end statement, right? That provides you with the amount of interest that's been paid to date. Sometimes that interest is not been separately stated or identified. So, it's a great opportunity. To um, use that information from the bank to make sure that that piece of the transaction is being recorded properly.
1: Yeah, you want to make sure that that, that you are getting the expenses that you want for you know that, or that you've paid as deductions for the year. So you know, properly showing the principal versus the interest will allow you to have you know the proper interest expense. Um, for when we're doing the taxes. Yeah. Um, you know additionally, you know if as as a lot of businesses, business owners, you pay expenses out of your own pocket and they're not run through the uh, the business account. So a lot of times they're not captured in the uh, in the accounting. So you want to gather all that information and make sure that they're recorded in your accounting platform out whatever platform that is.
0: Yeah. So sometimes examples of those things are maybe um, you went out and you met with a a prospect and you had a meal together um, and you used your personal card instead of your business card, or you have an automatic payment that is going to a personal card, even though it's now being used for business. Those are good examples of some of those uh, expenses, as well as business use of home, right? So the allocation of the amount of your personal residence that is used by the business is typically a deduction that has to be added in after the fact.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and another another example is is business mileage on your on your the auto that you use for business, you know. A lot of times you're deducting mileage and not actual expenses. So, you know, gathering that information and making sure it's all up to date and capturing all of that. So Right. And we've the, again, we've helped
0: Yeah, we've helped people identify how to track those miles um, you know, we may have even mm-hmm. done some snippets on that in the past, you know. Miles IQ tends to be one of the best apps that you can use for that if you're looking for something digitally, but an old school logbook can capture mileage as well. So, you know, you can fill that in throughout the year, uh, whenever you're using your personal vehicle for business.
1: Yeah, Um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's, you know, really just Finishing up your accounting, as I said, getting that all ready to go to hand it over to to your accountant, to us as your accountant, you know, really gets the ball rolling. And the sooner you can do that in the beginning of the year, the better because, you know, tax time becomes a crunch time. And the, the more time we have to put that stuff together, to put the tax returns together, it benefits you and it benefits us.
0: Right. Well, along those same lines is crunch time. A lot of small businesses use independent contractors in their line of work and Although an independent contractor is not required to go on your payroll or issue them a W two, they are, however, um, required to receive a ten ninety nine from the business if, in fact, you paid them more than six hundred dollars in a given period uh, for the year. Uh, That would be on cash basis, so it would be actual, you know payments through the year, not just what they billed you. So um, that deadline is actually January 31st, that those have to be remitted. Um, So that doesn't leave much time to get your accounting in order and prepare or get prepared your uh, 1099s that you are required to remit to those subcontractors.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, Part of get, of of preparing those ten ninety nine is getting the information from the subcontractors. So, there's a W nine form that the contractor should be filling out for you. A good standard of practice is to gather them as soon as you hire that contractor. But exactly. you know, we're in January. You get your accounting done. You know, going through that list to see what contractors you have and uh, see what W nines you're missing. Get those as fast as possible so that. You can get those uh, 1099s uh, completed and sent out to those contractors by January 31st. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Um, one of the other things that you know we like to tell our clients when they're talking about tax time is coming up with some kind of system to gather your tax documents. I always tell people, you know, it's okay. You don't need things in paper form, but definitely come up with some system in downloading and saving either in the cloud or on your computer, as long as it's backed up, you know, the documents that you need and you get from institutions and others, uh, other ten ninety nines that you may receive, you know, saving them in one spot for the year really can help keep yourself organized and be able to hand over those documents at tax preparation time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's really difficult to kind of go back through and try to... go through all different files to, to find all the information. So having one spot, one, you know, place on, you know, in a, whether it's a, a digital file somewhere that you keep it, or um, if it's, you know, if you're keeping paper files, you know, keeping, keeping it all in one, one location, um, you know, and segregated from, you know, your personal stuff or, you know, any prior year stuff.
0: Yeah, and also even segregated from um, like monthly statements. So for instance, Mm -hmm. banking institutions that send, if you have an investment account that send documents to you on a monthly basis may look very different than the year end tax document. A lot of times those institutions make changes to the character of some of that income. And so that year-end tax document, which is considered to be a consolidated 1099 of some sort, um, or you know a 1099B or a div, these are all the types of documents that they issue. They need to be kept separate than, than the monthly statements. The monthly statements are not as critical in tax preparation as, as the year-end documents.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because that's the stuff that's getting reported to the IRS. And the IRS is is taking that information and matching it up with your tax return. So you want to make sure that you're reporting what's getting reported to the IRS. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So
0: So some small business owners also uh, in the gathering of tax documents, you know, They definitely need to worry about if they have employees getting those payroll returns finalized. If you use a third-party payroll service, it will probably be done and taken care of. But making sure that you're aware that that's the time that those things start to happen and making sure that any W-2s for your employees are also issued on a timely basis according to their due dates. So payroll reports are a really big is a really big deal um, when it comes to small businesses. So definitely, you know, take the time to make sure that those urine statements, urine reconciliations that are potentially being done by a third party payroll company are in fact being completed.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, all of that goes, goes into, you know, your final accounting as well, because you're wanting to take those year-end reports, as payroll port reports, make sure all your payrolls recorded properly, payroll taxes, any um, processing fees by the third-party payroll service. You know, all of that stuff is captured, and you know um, everything's tying out to what's getting re- again, what's getting reported to the IRS,
0: and your proper deductions. At that, you know Absolutely. that you're not missing something that you may have overlooked.
1: Yep, exactly. Yeah.
0: Fixed assets. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, so most of the time, you know, people buy something and they take that doc and you just kind of throw it into a folder. But let's talk about what needs to happen for their accounting and what may be a trigger, something that an accountant would look for in those documents.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so when you're talking about fixed assets, you know, usually it's, it's, uh, equipment, truck, furniture, fixtures, something that you're using in your business that you know has a useful life of more than one year. So some of those things I just mentioned when what's required is, is you have to record it in your accounting as an, as a fixed asset. And then, uh, we apply depreciation to that and there's different, um, you know, types of de- depreciation depending on the, the asset and and what's allowed for that year. But what we're looking at is we're looking at the invoice. We want to see the invoice to see what the full cost is for that property because there is the ability potentially to um, record it as a, as a direct expense if it's under a certain dollar limit, if you're buying, you know, multiple pieces of item, of items. So for instance, say you buy ten computers and the, they're thousand dollars a piece. So you spent ten thousand dollars, and that invoice shows those ten computers. Well, at thousand dollars a piece, we might be able to expense that instead of put it as a fixed asset and depreciate over time. So we would want to see what that invoice says, so we are able to piece together, you know, a where it should be recorded. Can we get some expenses faster? Um, mm-hmm. As opposed to fixed asset, and then you know when you're talking about things like trucks and vehicles, there's a lot of times there's a loan attached to that. So we'll need to see you know not just a bill of sale, but the other pages within that uh, purchase document for the loan details.
0: Perfect. Yeah, we definitely see that a lot. We'll see um, people record um, the deposit that they put down on the new vehicle, Mm -hmm. um, but they miss booking the full cost of that vehicle as well as the loan that is attached to that so those are things that we t- typically adjust for and just and, and, to, and then
1: there's also there's also uh, trade-ins as well so then there's the disposition of the old vehicle and and what you got out uh, for value uh, yeah. in the trade-in so um you know there's there's a, could be a few pieces to recording a new truck or auto. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Probably not so much in, in the other types of fixed asset equipment, you know, that you don't usually trade in old equipment. Typically, <laughs> they don't have much value, um, right. but you see it a lot in the vehicle realm, um, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. So... so- Yeah, let's talk about a little bit with retirement. You know, um, some small business owners don't have plans set up within their companies already, but it's definitely something that probably needs to be looked at and identified. There are opportunities that can take place uh, for retirement savings that are after year-end, summer before. We're not going to dive into all of those details because I'd like to have a separate podcast just on some of those retirement plans. Um, but let's talk about what are some things that small business owners can do for retirement yeah. savings.
1: Yeah, generally, I mean, you know, you're probably you know it's after year end so if you do have a company plan like a 401k plan you've probably already funded the last payroll for the year what what's required um, for for the year for you know what the employees put in what you've put in and then the company match after year end you know if again if you're in a 401k plan you may have a profit sharing component you may want to talk, think about a budgeting for what you want to put in for the profit sharing. Separate from that, if it's if if it's not a 401k plan, then if you're looking at a you know a, a set plan, which is self-employed retirement plan, coming up with you know once we have the tax returns done, we can be able to calculate what those limits are, what you can put in. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully, you've already budgeted for it throughout the year. Maybe you've even put... And some maybe
0: even contributed some, some to it yeah, throughout the ex- year. Yeah. There's a lot of ex- clients ex- and small business owners that do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you know, if it's a set plan, you know you can extend your return and 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 put the money in later in the year if cash flow is an issue. If you're if you're not doing a set plan and you're just doing regular IRAs, then you have until April fifteenth to make that payment. You mm-hmm. can't extend that. So mm-hmm. you know, those are really the three main things you're going to do after tax tax time or after the year end is profit sharing yeah,
0: during tax time, but after year end. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yes. Profit sharing, a SEP, or an IRA, and different types of IRAs that may be available, um, depending on your income level.
0: And it it really does. Yeah, exactly. Income level will have an impact on that. Because there are a lot of people that choose to use the Roth IRA, but once their income level is too high, they may be phased out of that. You know, traditional IRAs are definitely an option. They have higher Higher thresholds, but you know, if you have a spouse that's in a plan, that can impact that deductibility yeah. as well. So all of these things have to be looked at separately, and it's good that you know the IRAs can be examined post year end, um, and it doesn't have to be done immediately because you don't really have all that information immediately. Exactly, exactly, yeah.
1: yeah. But you know, if you're if you're planning throughout the year, and 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 you know, you're talking with your accountant, you're talking with us, you know. Hopefully, we have some good numbers, and you kind of already have a budget, and you sort of know where you're going to be at. You know, there's some fine tuning mm-hmm. after year end always, you know, because things unexpectedly happen. You know, last couple months of the year or whatever, but you know, hopefully, you're kind of ready, or you at least have uh, you know some sort of idea of what what you're going to do and 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 when all those things are going to be due.
0: Great, that's good information. I guess the last thing that maybe we want to talk about here today is, um, you know, receipts. (laughs) We get a lot of questions about how do I keep, what do I do with my receipts? You know, how long do I need to keep these receipts? And I don't really want to go into um, all of the length of time everything needs to be kept. But let's just touch on, you know, some Mm -hmm. of the rules Especially yeah. when it relates to the IRS, what are they going to look for? right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, the the first thing, the first thing is, you know is is have receipts. I mean,
0: um, you know, <laughs> yeah, keep, keep them
1: <laughs> bank statements and credit card statements are just a record of payment that you bought something. It's not a record of what was purchased. So, you know, you have to have those, um, those receipts. So especially if you're buying stuff on online, like through Amazon or any other online, uh, purchasing, Mm -hmm. um, you know, most of that stuff you, you're not getting printed receipts from. You're just getting emails and or logging into your account. So, downloading that information, getting it into that spot where you're keeping all of your records is is important. So, you know, the IRS requires receipts for all any any business expense that you're that you're deducting, and um, you need to have those. You know, the IRS has the ability to audit you from three years from the. The time that you file the tax return. So if you file your tax return in June of 2022, they have till June of 2025 to audit you. Now there is some additional length of time for anything related to PPP loans and um, employee retention credits. So you may have to hold those documents even longer. So mm-hmm. a rule of thumb that I kind of stick with is is seven years. Seven years will get you past most requirements that are yeah. out there. And
0: this is really just a general thing. And, you know, we'll have people yeah. probably comment, well, my accountant told me it was less and and that's yeah. fine. Um, you know, it's, We just like to be a little more conservative when it comes to that kind of stuff so that it's better to have it than not have it. Right. Or trying to find this stuff if, in fact, you were ever audited in some capacity Um, Mm -hmm. is really very challenging. um, Once you're two or three years down the line, you forget where you put things, you forget where (laughs) things are, you forget why (laughs) they bought that that particular item. Um, It just becomes much more difficult
1: and and some of these some of these receipts especially what I see with from restaurants is that the that the ink fades over time and yes. even even after a couple months and it's and it's and it's gone. You can't even decipher what, no, what it know. was. So I, I don't, I don't know what you do in those instances. Well, I, I've told people to
0: yes, exactly. I tell them to scan or, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, scan every month. Scan their receipts and then put save them digitally. If they want to just make a copy of them and keep yeah. things in hard copy, that's fine as well. Um, but I I tell people to photocopy them or scan right, them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Dude, right you, away. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's really good advice, you know, making sure that you have all that stuff and, you know, whether, whether you're keeping it three, five, seven years um, just, you know, let's start with getting them, gathering them and having them uh, available. So.
0: Awesome. Well, I think this has been a great podcast, it should get people going on some of the things that they need to do for tax season. Do you have any other suggestions, Sean, at this time? Or we'll probably start another uh, upcoming podcast will be about, um, you know, the 2022 year and um, some things to think about for that. In the meantime, do you have anything else?
1: just uh, you know the the earlier the better you can get your stuff completed and and to your accountants it gives us ev- everybody you know plenty of time to look at everything make sure everything's done right so we're not um, you know rushing at the end
0: yeah exactly I think that that's really important for everyone you don't need to <laughs> be worrying about uh, getting r- running up against the deadline for sure exactly exactly so. Thank you everyone for joining us today again on another episode of Profit Points and we look forward to seeing you next time. Take care. Thanks everyone. If you find this podcast helpful, then like, subscribe and follow us on social media.